BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. It's level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Morenci. The picks, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're breaking it down. Big man on campus will step up and in and join us in a couple of moments. Uh, we'll talk Philadelphia 76ers, Toronto Raptors, Brooklyn, Boston, Jay Wright, Jay Wright's future, uh, and uh, more. A lot of stuff uh, going on uh, right now. Countdown to the National Football League draft is on. And, you know, it's kind of flying under the radar right now, uh, the NFL draft, because of the NBA playoffs being so crazy. Right? Like, you know, we all knew the NBA playoffs were going to be cool. And I hyped it up a lot. Oh, you know, this year is going to be really to be if you're if you're a fan and you know what I mean it's entertaining basketball there's a lot of drama we'll put it this way it is it's good reality television but if you're a better it's a little it's a little disheartening for me it's one of these deals where like you know what I mean like I love the NBA I was waiting for the NBA plus we do well betting the NBA but you know, I was waiting for the playoffs to you know raise the units and oh this is going to be great and we're going to get into it and we do, and we're weak in, and it's like, oh, boy, this stuff is whacked, right? Like, you could, you know, you think you're going to pick the right side. Like, we talked about it with Tony Finn earlier. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Like, where Teddy Covers had Minnesota as well. I'm not going to call these guys out for taking Minnesota. Oh, how can they take Minnesota? Whatever. Minnesota had a 26-point lead. Yeah, 26-point lead. They lose the game. They, you know what I mean? The Toronto Raptors are 17-0 and all time when they're leading by double digits at the half in playoff history. They lose the game. Uh, the Miami Heat tonight went on a 21-0 run in the third quarter. They lose the game. They also lost Kyle Lowry. So Kyle Lowry's got a hamstring uh, issue right now. And I don't know if it's just me, but remember the old days? Hamstrings, they weren't that serious. It was sort of like, oh, he's got a hamstring. But you know, he'll... now it's like these hamstring pulls and stuff, man. These things turn into like two and three weeks and, you know. Like, no, you know when they say, like, there's no such thing as minor surgery. Anytime you're getting cut open, it's it's not so minor. <laughs> but even now, like, there's no sort of minor injury. Like, when Scotty Barnes, when I saw Scotty Barnes get stepped on by Embiid, I didn't think he was going to be out for the series after. Right? When you hear these other stories, oh, he's got a hamstring. Booker, you don't think he's going to be out for, like, oh, you know, three weeks suddenly. Man, no assumptions in this world. All right, um, shout-out to our girl, Sooner Lisa, in uh, in Oklahoma, who's just checked in our chat. And I'm finally allowed back in the chat. I couldn't get in for the last two days. It was kind of upsetting me, ironically enough. I couldn't get in, of all people, <laughs> to my own chat uh, because uh, I couldn't get into Gmail, Google, YouTube, or anything like that. But I just actually just was allowed in a couple of moments ago. It's strange because I just did the same damn thing over and over, and they had an old phone number of mine, but for whatever reason, I finally got a text to this number. And it said, yeah, it was almost like they got tired of me bothering them. They said, is this really you? And I said, yes. And then suddenly, bing, they let me in. So it's nice to be able to type again. And I don't have anyone to tell us suck it or anything like that or to tell off. I understand there's chaos at Bellator tonight.
the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Brenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're kicking it. Countdown to tip off uh, is on. We are live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada uh, tonight. And the the Rageonomic World Tour continues. We'll be in Las Vegas, Nevada. Really is international. We'll be in Las Vegas in a couple of days as well. So uh, we're bouncing all over the place uh, right now. Love it. Uh, you know, though, um, I want to embrace it, but anybody that travels knows there's always, like, stress that comes along with it. And un like I said, anyone that travels knows there's always unforeseen issues. Right? It's one of these deals. And I've already had a couple of these unforeseen issues uh, pop up uh, already. But big man on campus is going to pop up uh, with us in a couple of minutes. It's been too long. Uh, we'll talk some basketball uh, with with big man. Looking forward to the NFL draft next week. But if you're just joining us right now, we've some. We, I think we've given you a lot of good information uh, tonight. Our guests have. Uh, we have talking a lot about the quarters and the halves. So how to approach this tomorrow and make some money? Let's go with the Toronto Raptors plus zero point five in the first quarter of play. Um, let's go with the Boston uh, Celtic and the Brooklyn Net game uh, here. Um, I'm going to follow Rob Vino's trend on this, and he just laid it out about how the first halves always go over the number between these two teams. Uh, but I, I like the first half to go over the number, uh, but I like uh, Brooklyn minus 160 on the money line. I don't want to lay the two and a half. I'll lay the 60 cents. I bet you this number's going to go up, so if you like it, bet it now at the at the 60 cents here. And you, you get Memphis and, uh, Memphis and Minnesota. Uh, two of the highest scoring teams in the first quarter of play. All three games of this series have gone over the number. And uh, it's up to 57 right now. And the lowest amount that they put up was 60, which was the other night. And I expect it to be pretty high scoring once again here. You, know, you got to pull the trigger on the over of the first quarter. Like I said, all three games in the series have gone over the number. So you know, we're all caught up in uh, in everything here. Big man on campus is uh, going to step up in it. I want to find out what happened in uh, Bellator. Whenever I hear crucifix, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a crucifix. Makes me think of my boy Gary Goodridge. Old school. That's not a place you want to be. That's a bad place to be. The late-night anger management class. Big man on campus steps up and in. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Ridge. I am Gable Morenzi, breaking it down. Sirius XM Channel 159, the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Let's bring in a man. It's been too long since we've spoken uh, to him. Uh, we've got to tip our cap. The series isn't done yet. 
but there's always fireworks every time the Toronto Raptors and the Philadelphia 76ers uh, meet in the playoffs. Going back to 2001, when Vince Carter missed a shot in Game 7 uh, against Allen Iverson and company. 2019, Kawhi Leonard hits the shot um, against Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. And then, of course, on Wednesday, the shot made by Joel Embiid, deadly assassin type of stuff. Let's bring in a man that is a Philadelphia 76er fan. Big man on campus. Steps up and down. What's going on, big man? How you doing, my man? What's well, good, Gabe? Good to hear from you as always. How's everything? I know you're uh, you know you're a little upset, but hey, maybe the Raptors can be the first team to come back. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'm holding out hope. I'm holding out hope. Um, so listen, let's let's get to this in a couple of minutes. And uh, me and Big Man are a lot friendlier than the last time. And see, that times have changed. 2019, uh, man, it was hot. <laughs> you know, we were. I was like, it was, I was hostile last time. I hated the Sixers, um, and I know you hated the Raptors. Now it's like, yeah, whatever. I knew, I knew the Raptors were in tough, and I knew that yeah, crazy things are going to happen in this series. But before we get to uh, to the Raptors and uh, and the Sixers, when everyone was talking about. Uh, the 76ers in Philadelphia, Jay Wright announces his retirement. Now, you're a big college basketball guy, so that's why I'll throw this at you uh, first. How much did this surprise you that Jay Wright steps down after 21 seasons and at the age of 60 years old? I think it, it, it surprised me a lot. I mean, I think it surprised a lot of people. I mean, Jay Wright's only 60 years old, Gabe. I mean, he's uh, got, you know, still, a, I probably imagine, in you know, 10, 12, 14 years. But he decided to call it quits. And, you know, it's becoming a big problem in college basketball. A lot of coaches deciding to walk away. A lot of coaches saying, you know what, I'll go and be a, be a, a radio guy or I'll be a TV guy. And, look, Jay's not going to have any problem making a living. He has a good life. I mean, he he's kind of the, the, the man here in Philadelphia. I got to tell you, though, I'm not sure if we see this is the last of Jay Wright. I really – I have to feel like in a year – to the Sixers called him and said, hey, Jay, uh, come back to Brinks truck up. We'll give you what you want. I've always hoped for that. I don't know if it'll happen, but it's harder and harder to be a coach nowadays. You got a lot of things that you didn't always have to deal with. You know, all this, um, you know, transfer stuff and, and the NIL stuff. It's just making it a lot tougher and a lot more uh, – more problematic. I mean, it's easy to go to some of these big schools, and it's hard to retain a lot of these guys. Jay struggled mightily, Gabe, at bringing in big recruits and them succeeding. He's always kind of built the kids, three, four-year players, but it was definitely surprising. A lot of people were uh, were blown away that in this area that it happened. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there as far as what you just said, and like it is true. Number one, sixty. And it's it's crazy. He's sixty, but he sort of he looks young, right? He feels young. It's right. sort of like, wow, this guy's got a long time. And to put it in perspective, guys, Coach K coached um, for for forty seven years, right? For forty seven years. So Jay has a twenty one year run. But at the same point in time in life, big man, you know, it's, these guys they're not obligated to to stay until they're old, right? And 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 they become characters of themselves. Some guys don't want to let it go, but you're right. Coach K was a hell of a run. He was around a long time. Roy Williams, um, you know, walked away, I think, due to health reasons. Bayheim hangs on right now. But I think another thing that you said, too, he's done a great job getting the players and these scrappy street kids and, you know, Philly-type tough. And, and he's had talent. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. He's sent guys to the NBA. He's had NBA talent. But as you just stated, the NIL stuff and recruiting wise, it's a tough sell, isn't it, big man? You know what I mean? Number one, it's yeah. a good, it's a hard school. You have to actually go to class and they take their study seriously there. It's cold weather. And how much money can I make? How much are you going to pay me to go there? Let's just be real. I think it's, it's also the writing on the wall, right? And it's also very demanding. I mean, people don't think about how tough it is to be a college coach. I mean, you have to oh, literally around. Yeah, exactly. You have to constantly recruit. You have to constantly uh, give, you know, it's a yearly job. I mean, you might get a week in the summer where you can go out and you know, go to the shore or something, but yeah, it's few and far between. You got to spend your life in the gym. And, you know, we've seen a lot of coaches kind of turn their back. I mean, not that Krzyzewski and Roy, I mean, they're older, but hey, look at Sean Payton in the NFL, big man, different yeah, sport, but he yeah. even admitted I'm burnt out. I need a rest. He said, yeah. it's, and he even brought up, he goes 17 game season. It's even longer. He said, they're going to add an 18th game. It's already a year-round deal and he, he didn't even say never again he goes i just thought i needed to step back right now and i think we'll see more and more of this but something that you said and i agree with you because i wanted to ask you this i would be shocked and floored if it's like oh yeah next year he's the new coach of the usc trojans or, or whatnot uh, or something like that i'm just using them as an example i'm not saying enfield so on the way out guys i just use them as an example but nba is different isn't it you know, and listen, everybody's bringing up the Lakers, but hell, the Lakers—that's not a good job, bro. 
Like, people think it is and stuff. Yeah, and, and by name it is, but I don't buy into the Jay Wright Lakers stuff. But it's hard to believe that this guy would never coach again, right? Yeah, I mean, he's still fairly young. I mean, we, um, we've we seen it here in Philadelphia. It happened this season. I mean, Fran Dunphy, who was at Temple for a lot of years, me 73 years old, was off the last two seasons. He decided, hey, I'm going to come back and coach. Now he's at LaSalle. So, I mean, you know, obviously it's a little smaller of a job, yep. but I wouldn't be surprised. In a Phil Martelli, Philly. Yeah, know. sure. Phil Martelli, I don't know. I'll go to Michigan. I'll just sit on the bench. Not as much stress. Next thing you know, he's coaching a team again. <laughs> I mean, in a year or two, if the Sixers, let's say, decide that, yeah. that Glenn Rivers isn't the guy, I mean, I would I would have to strongly consider offering him what he wants. I mean, this team struggled to find a coach. I mean, the Knicks are, are probably interesting to him at some point. And the NBA is a lot less, uh, you know, tough. I mean, you, you, you don't have to recruit. It's not, you know, as, as you know. No rule as much- violations. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. right. You're dealing with men. You're not dealing with kids. You don't have to deal with grades and stuff like that. It's it's a little different. It's a little easier. And remember, in Philadelphia. And it's a younger, yeah. and it's a younger NBA now, big man, as well. You know what I mean? Like before, you know, you see some of these college guys, they come in and they can't deal with, you know, they're too old school, right? Like it's just, yeah, this isn't going to work. Like Jerry Tarkanian and stuff, you know, came in and it's like, yeah, he's, he's not an NBA guy. Jay Wright's a smart ex and old guy, but he's also a player's guy. Like a good example, big man is Cliff Kingsbury. When Cliff Kingsbury got hired into the NFL, now we can question, you know, whether he, you know, and all this and his record at Texas Tech, but people said, oh, he's way too young to run an NFL room. He's only 32 or whatever. You know, he's way too young. And he had a great comeback in which he, he showed the average age of Texas Tech and the average age of the Arizona Cardinals. And it was like the same, bro. <laughs> it was like average age of Arizona player, 24. Average age of Texas Tech guy, 22. He goes, I think I'll be fine uh, relating to them. But I th- I've always thought that too, big man. Like There's a lot of college basketball coaches that I don't think would be good NBA coaches. But I always got the feeling Jay Wright is the type of guy that would have the temperament to be able to get the best out of an NBA player. Yeah, I would. Um, I don't. I don't think anybody's offering this, but I would love to see some odds on him being a coach, like over the next three years. I, I think it's it's got to be. I know you've wanted it for years. You and I have been talking about Jay Wright to the Sixers for years. Yeah, I remember when when they decided to move on from Brett Brown. I I I, I yearned for them to make a big offer to Jay. I, I think he would be perfect. Remember. You know, he's the guy in this town. He wouldn't have to move. I mean, he 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 would own the city. And, and you know, you have a new challenge. You've won some. You've won an NCAA title. You know, how amazing would it be, Gabe? Think about this. Let's just say I don't think they're going to win the title this year. I don't think they're going to win it next year. How crazy would it be if Jay Wright wins a, a national title for Villanova, and wins an NBA Finals here in Philadelphia? Could you imagine? Yeah. Um, I, I've That's when you sell him on it when you sit him down. You say you'd be a legend. You'll build there'll be a statue next to Rocky Balboa, bro, in front of the library steps. And again, you can offer him a lot of money, and you could say to him, "Look, I mean, in the summer, you've got all summer to to do what you want to do. Um, you know, you." And, and and how, you know, as a coach, I mean, they'll hire good assistants. I mean, it's not as it's Well, not as that's the thing. You read my mind. Exactly. Because I'm like, yeah, listen, he's got an excellent old guy in college. And it was a little simpler. But as you stated, you got a bunch of badass assistants. When you're an NBA head coach, your drill is just to, you know, get along with the players, get the best out of them. And everyone else is handling a lot of the X's and O's uh, stuff. All right, so uh, we're up against it here right now. We'll continue the conversation with Big Man on campus on the other side. We'll get his thoughts on what he thinks about uh, Neptune that takes over uh, at Villanova. And we'll get into the Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors. I can't avoid it forever. <laughs> I, I can't I can't, uh, I can't, avoid it forever. It's a late-night Andrew management class. This is Fortrade. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Continues. We're breaking it down with Big Man on campus. I am Moran, C Sirius XM Channel 159, the money at 1090. ESPN radio on a 50,000 watt juggernaut up and down the coast. So, uh, Big Man, before we get into the NBA and, of course, the NFL draft uh, next week, we'll be in Vegas uh, breaking it down live in Sin City. Uh, what did you think about Jay Wright's replacement at, uh, at Villanova? I think it's a good one. He obviously you know, coached under Jay. He was the video assistant, was an assistant there for eight years, I believe. Uh, is definitely the guy, I think, to step in and, and do the job. He's young. I mean, Kyle Neptune's, I think, 35 or 37. He's a young guy. I, I think he'll do a great job recruiting. He's actually from, Gabe, uh, Brooklyn, New York, won a state title in Brooklyn back in the early 2000s. And actually, uh, that was a very good team he played on in high school. He played with a lot of those high-end NBA guys. Uh, I think he's going to do a really good job. He actually did some decent things at Fordham. That's not an easy school to win at. Um, you know, he did an okay job there. I think he comes in and really attracts getting those New York kids again. I liken him a lot to what Jamie Dixon did at Pittsburgh years ago. Uh, he's going up to New York, into Long Island, uh, Connecticut, um, you know, North Jersey, and getting those kids to come play at Villanova uh, while also getting the Philly kids, which Jay, one thing Jay didn't do, he wasn't always getting them. He got the Gillespie's and the Archidiakonos, but, um, you know, succeeding with those kind of kids and having successful recruits like that, I think he'll do a good job. I think it's the guy they need to have. The Big East is going to be interesting, real transition, too. And, um, you know, we have a new coach at Seton Hall right now coming off of success uh, of, of St. Peter's. But as far as Jay Wright and – you know, something you said before, too, Big Ben, it's a thing. Now, you know, people like you and me were like, wow, you know, you're a great coach. You can keep doing it. But as you stated, and people don't get it, it's freaking stressful, right? Mm -hmm. It's a year-round thing. Uh, you know, we talked about it with, uh, with Ash Barty uh, or about it. No, I didn't talk with her. So I didn't want to be sure. We had her on the show. But, you know, the tennis player, Ash Barty, she's only 25, right? Number one tennis player in the world. She's won a bunch of majors and grand, you know, major events and stuff. But... Um, she said, ah, it's too toxic. Like, you know, she's not just playing the tournament. Like, you've got to work at it all the time to stay at that level. And it is draining. And and I was just thinking about Jay Wright in this sense, about that. It is a stressful run. He can take a step back. And I was looking. So, he made, he, big man, he was only making $6 million. So, that's nice. Like, Villanova, it's a lot of money for Villanova to come up with and call, for college basketball. But really, bro, like you stated, man. And ESPN, he, they, they would give him the same thing, basically. Little less, but if he was willing to work, they'd give him more even. You know what I mean? Look, dude, Aikman has got 18 mil a year, right? Um, yeah, Romo's making big money. Like They pay big money uh, for this stuff right now. And you don't have to worry about recruiting. You don't have to worry about NIL deals. You're making a nice, smooth $5, 7000000 million a year to do two games a week on TV, big man. It's not a bad life. Give him nine million dollars and say, "Come coach the Sixers." They're paying Doc Rivers eight million a year. Eight million a year. I mean, you can he can make three million more a year. It's not going to be as taxing. But you're right. I mean, that's a great job uh, being one of those analysts or, or, or do you know even sitting up in the the you know the the, the pregame studio. You know, I, I would love to see him on a on a game. I think it'd be great. Um, you know, he's a suave guy, kind of that GQ guy. Still, I mean, does he ever? Oh, he's oh, made does, for TV. Yeah. Does he ever age? Like it's amazing. That's him what and, I'm saying. Like. It's Steve Lavin, man. They don't age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Lavin's the same. You're right. You know, you know what's funny too? I thought the same thing about right when I was like, I was thinking, well, how old is he? And I was one of those deals, big man, where I was like, I never really thought about it because he doesn't look old. You know what I mean? Right, right. So you never really think, well, how old is Jay? Right. Anyway, like how how old how old is he getting? Uh, but it transitioned, and man, this NIL stuff is getting crazy, bro, isn't it? Like we knew it would, and I don't have a problem with the with the players making money, but I mean. There's some there there there's talk like there's like five and eight million dollar NIL contracts in the making right now, big man, college football style in Texas. 
Yeah, it's uh it's a tough thing to do anymore, man. It's 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 there's a lot more things you have to deal with than you used to have to deal with. Um and uh you know, I I get it. I get why he wants to kind of kind of title it down a little bit. You know, I actually met Jay Wright one time in Ocean City, New Jersey, down at church. Very nice guy. So I'm on the boardwalk, super nice guy. Uh he's just a very loved guy around here. I'm not a Villanova guy. I don't like Villanova, but it's hard to not respect Jay Wright. Um but I'm hoping down the road Maybe sometime he'll, uh, he'll he'll come coach here in Philadelphia. I think it'd be incredible. Uh, for the record, um, so it's Quinn Ewers. We know about the Quinn Ewers situation, right? Yeah. yeah. So he's the kid from from Texas. He went to Ohio State and he played it brilliantly, actually, didn't he? He goes to Ohio State. He cashes in on a million dollar deal because he tells the sponsor, "Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Ohio State." He did. He didn't. He didn't. He went, but he didn't play. So he goes and then he leaves after, and. Now, I think it's like three to five mil type of thing, but I saw The Athletic a couple of weeks ago. Not to get off topic, man, but it just blows my mind. The Athletic, this is from, I think, about three weeks, four weeks ago, whatever. There's all this playoff stuff going on, so it kind of flew under the radar. But says a um, unknown unknown high school junior is set, you know, basically already has the deal in place. When he goes to play college football, he's going to get $8 million, big It's amazing. That's Eight amazing. Million dollars, bro. Like we just thought that's more than Jay Wright makes. Like we just talked about six million dollars a year. Like <laughs> the kid. Yeah, I, I never uh... played a game, big man. Not even at the pro level. Never played a game at the collegiate level and he got eight million dollars. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's a new it's a new world now, Gabe. Uh, it's a new world, and you know that that's the thing. You have to deal with you're basically dealing with professionals now. You know, it's 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 a different world. It's it's incredible. I didn't know that. I, I that's who is that? That's they don't they didn't. We don't it. know. Yeah, we don't know because it's it's not the kid can't do the deal yet. I guess because he's in high school, right? Or I don't know the full whatever, but they don't know the name. It says uh, it was believed to be the largest NIL agreement of all time. Uh, was made public. A junior in high school linked a deal that could be worth more than $8 million. Neither the recruit nor the school was named. Um, but basically, people believe it's Texas A&M or Alabama. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, look, I'm all for – You saw you saw everyone accusing. Remember, Jeff Fisher lost it a couple of months ago? Because right. people are like, man, where, how are you guys getting all these recruits? Where are like, these deals, man? You know what I mean? I'm all for letting kids uh, make money, but I mean, eight eight million a year. That's uh... I don't care. That, I'm not with you, big man. I'm not one of these guys. Oh no, they should be happy with the education. No, I'm not that guy. You know what? I am that guy, though, big man. Hey, kid, you get eight million dollars, you better effing produce. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like now, it's different. Like before, it's like, oh, he's a college kid, leave him alone and stuff. Like I remember, I remember there was a kicker. Talking about, well, we should get paid and stuff. And I remember thinking, well, all right, kid, if we pay you and you miss the kick, do we cut you and you're kicked off the team? <laughs> right. No, seriously, big man. Like, you want to be treated like adults? You want to be treated like pros? Okay, you're cut. Well, I guess they say, you're they like just that, say, you're cut. <laughs> well, they just say, well, we're not paying it. It's some company paying it. So, I mean, because isn't it, isn't that how it works? Like, companies pay for it? Like, uh, yeah, I'm, private, private, um, but like obviously, this. it comes down to the school's powers. Well, look, like you know, what? like your your guys' barstool, your boys—they're uh, sort of a big a big player in this stuff yep, right yep, now, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, they they get sort of the hipper guys and stuff. But I don't know, like like I don't like big man. I don't know. It's so secretive, and I like I said, I'm not one of these guys. That we're me and big man. We're not bitching about the kids making the money, but like, how how do you justify paying a kid eight million dollars to play college football for you? Yeah, I never like, really like understood. What, what are you getting out of this if it's your business? Like, really? Is he going to sell that much? Like, even the great Tim Tebow, who is ultra popular, big man, mm-hmm. he only sold, bro, like 70,000 jerseys in his career or something. I saw the number. It was like, yeah, it's a hell of a lot than anyone else ever has. But, okay, it's not, you know what I mean? It's it's It sounds great, but it's, I'm just stating. So, in other words, it's still the same crap. There's some car dealer that's given some kid $8 million. He'll never sell that many Lexuses to make the money back, but he doesn't care. I don't know. They're betting on the games and all this stuff, big man. I don't know. It's the same thing that it's always been. It's just with bigger money at stake now. 
That's always the thing. I never understood, like, when you get and you give these kids all this money, no, is the, are you going to make that back? Like, what are you like? What are you doing? Like, I, you know you're not going to make all that back. What exactly like, are what, you can doing? You, then the kid, what, he's going to promise you, yeah, 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 tax, I'm going to score a touchdown for you. Don't worry. <laughs> like, but it's like, I guess these companies just, like, I saw, like, remember the kid at St. Peter's, that Doug Eater kid? Like, yeah, yeah, I saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw he got a deal with, like, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess they just look at it and say, well, I guess for the week that he's, like, relevant, and he'll just, like, talk about I'm it. I'm not the same thing. I don't want to come after the kid, but I'm like, man, he scored eight points a game, man, right? Like, it's yeah. a regular season. But I guess they're <laughs> saying it's like, well, we have an, an ad budget, and we're going to, you know, we're just throw it because, you know, I'm sure he'll make something out of it, and I guess they have just so much money. I've even seen it, like, I have a podcast game, and I see how companies, you know, they just have these budgets where they just pick, like, hundreds of podcasts, and they just advertise, and there's no, you don't have to worry about selling a certain amount of stuff. You just, oh, yeah. They're already in on it. They just it's block yeah. block sales. Well, you know, and some of it's natural, but it's just crazy. Like, like J.R. Smith is playing the basketball player. J.R. Smith plays college golf now. Right, right. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he's seriously. So he's pretty good too, right? So he has good grades and everything. It's just yeah, what a life. So he's going to university, and he signed an NIL deal with Lululemon. And I love JR and stuff, but I'm thinking, bro, these NIL deals are for the kids. Like, here's an NBA guy in college signing a deal with Lululemon. Oh, wow, I'm seeing that, stuff. actually. I didn't see that. Yeah. Why does he, you know, it's, he has to make money. I mean, he, this is his life now, I guess. Yeah, he's, a great, he's allowed to do it. Why not, right? Yeah. You know, he's a super nice guy, too, big man. Like, um, like the team travels in style, bro. Like, he pays for the meals and, like, you know what I mean? Like, they, they ride on a nice bus. Like, the guys are really happy that he's on their golf team. <laughs> I saw he tweeted on uh, October 8th, 2021, 85 of my midterm, liberal studies class. So he's, like, actually going to school and stuff. Yes, and I taking admit, it seriously. What a life. Gabe, one of my dreams in life, when I'm, like, 40, I'm hoping I have a good amount of money. I actually want to do the same thing. I'd love to go, go to school. I, I've never went to college, so, like, I, I would love go to go Temple? just to go. Remember yeah, you were yeah. in Temple? Tem- Tem- All right, listen, big man, hang on. We'll bang off one more segment with Big Man on the other side. We'll get into the NBA. Uh, we promised. But I was going to say, yeah, uh, John Daly's kid just signed a deal this week with Hooters. I saw that. Which that makes sense. That seems like it makes sense. Yeah, it also seems like it's going to end well, right? Like, it, you know, I'd be like, don't make the same mistakes, kid. But nevertheless, more with Yeah, Big maybe man. you should look another way. Yeah. Hey, son, I got you a deal with Hooters. Great. Uh, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. This is Sports Rage. I am Marantz in a Friday night for each show. The countdown to tip-off is on. Um, it's inevitable. We got to get to it. Let's do it, big man. Philadelphia 76ers up three games to none. And I had a lot of people the other night coming at me. And you know what it's like, the trolls, right? Yeah. And I've been pretty troll-free, but anytime my teams lose, right? If the Bills lose, the yeah. Dodgers you know, in the playoffs, you know, oh, you suck. Oh, your team. Oh, you thought you said they were going to win. Right? And, and all this other stuff. 
And, and listen, I tip my cap and I tweet it. You saw it, man, Joel Embiid. It's unbelievable what this guy's doing. We'll get to this in a second. But I used you in a tweet because people are like, oh, Marantz, you're butchering about a ref. You don't even like the Raptors. You are a Philadelphia 76er fan. You and I tweeted the same thing at the same time when I, you saw me. I'm like, what the hell is this? You even said to me, I cannot believe they allowed that timeout, bro. Like, seriously, you ever seen that, big man? The guy literally was blocking Drake's view, and Drake sits next to the Raptors bench. Like, it's in the rule book, big man. You can't cross midcourt point freaking blank, bro. Yeah, I I was blown away they didn't call it. I, obviously, I guess they'll just say, well, you know, people just, well, it was the guts of the game. They're not going to call a technical there in that situation. They should have. I mean, yeah, exactly. They should. That's the rules. You know, yeah. Again, it seems like the rules are only talked about when, you know, they feel like it. And that's the refs in the NBA. It's pretty common. But yeah, it's a star thing. You're right, big man. And this time you have the bigger star. But hey, you could get burnt by this down the road yourselves. You know, that's that's the way it works. You're right. Well, and, and I'll tell One thing, sorry, I was going to say, I spoke to a coach, Coach Young, who's on our network, great guy, coach at Monmouth, and um, I, because I was bitching about it a lot, and he told me, he goes, listen, because I said, how do you explain to me, coach, if it's in the rule book, that you, it's it's an automatic technical, it should have been Raptor free throw, Raptor ball, game over. It's one of those things, oh my God, and I saw the refs talking about it, and I thought they were going to call it, and he told me, he goes, they won't call you for that. He goes, he went a little far. But he goes, he said the same thing. He said, I'm never going to call for that unless, big man, you're a coach and you cross midcourt to yell at them. Right. Right. If you start abusing them and cross out of your box, they'll tee you up. But they give you some leeway. And it's not an excuse, bro. The Raptors had a million chances to win the game. They didn't. It's just fate. But, hey, man, every time the Raptors and, and Sixers play big man, it's a heart attack these games, isn't it? Well, I'll admit, I mean, I um, I had the over in this game last night, and I got the overtime, and I'm thinking, well, I'm going to oh, need yeah, another yeah. overtime. So I'm thinking <laughs> Embiid, you know, if he doesn't make you that You wanted three, to miss, eh? <laughs> yeah, the game goes overtime, and I hit the over. But, um, yeah, look, Embiid's been terrific. I, I got to give the Sixers credit, man. I mean, defensively, they were really good in the second half. I mean, yeah. they held the Raptors to 39 points in the third and fourth quarter. They didn't do much in overtime. Um, you know, but I, I think you can agree. The Raptors are, you know, uh, maybe a player away. Uh, obviously, they struggled on the glass a little bit. Team, new guys yeah. trying to carry it. You know what I mean? Oh, it's not the end of the world for the Raptors. It's a learning curve. It sucks that Barnes was out. That hurt them. Right. Uh, but I got to tell you, as far as the Sixers, big man, you got you got yourself a hell of a player in Philadelphia. Forget about Harden, man. Maxi. This kid's yep. amazing. Like he's he's been the difference maker. Like Embiid's a stud, but Maxi's just a stud, man. This kid's amazing. Yeah, he's super quick. I mean, he's great off the dribble. Yeah. He gets some big shots. He had a huge game. What was it, game one? Um, yeah, I mean, they're all playing well. I mean, Tobias, uh, you know, hasn't been great offensively, but I thought he was nails defensively late in the game. Danny Green actually had some big shots for once. Uh, it seems like he, you know, he'll just go stretches without scoring for like three weeks. Um, you know, they're obviously going to have tougher challenges. I, the Raptors are tough. I, I thought they had an ability to win this series, quite honestly, uh, just with how the Sixers just couldn't defend and Siakam was just destroying them. But they've done a nice job on Siakam. He started to kind of struggle a little bit. I think he, I think he's like a 13 for like 40 over the last two games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not having Barnes hurts. That, that was a rough one. It just happened to be chance. I mean, he's, you know, get stepped on and and that's that. But um, I got to tell you, I do think they win game four. Uh, I think they're going to make Philadelphia win at least another game. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, you. So you think, uh, and that's it. I'm in Toronto and I feel like I'm going and I don't want to make light of it because people go to a real funeral. So I'm going to say a sports funeral because, and, and people are like, oh, I'm around here. You're, you're going. And, you know, I have some personal business to attend to uh, basically some music stuff uh, that I have to deal with. Um, so it's I, I have multiple purposes uh, for it, but it is it is sort of like a sports funeral in the sense. But as I tell people all the time, big man, if the biggest problem in your life is I have to go to an NBA playoff game, then you got a pretty good life. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh, I got to go to go to a game, and I'm the eternal optimist. I'm with you. Listen, I just want them to win. You know, I'm going to lay it down on them. You know, and I've been doing well with the, the quarter bats and the half bats and stuff. So I haven't been getting my ass handed to me financially in the series. But as you stated, I got a feeling this goes back to Philly. And then Philly probably nails it down in game five after that. Yeah, I, I agree with it. I, I would take the three. I mean, look, quite honestly, the Raptors played 
really well in the first half. Unfortunately, they just couldn't put it all together. And, you know, you have to wonder, uh, can they get Barnes back? I mean, I think, you know, he was questionable last night. Yeah. He didn't play last night. But I thought he could have played, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah, I keep thinking this, you know, but what can he give them? What's the severity uh, of it? And another thing is, too, I don't want to overreact. He is a rookie, but he is he's just so good, big man. Like, and he was a starter all year. Like, even though he is a rookie, He's another player that has an extremely, extremely bright future. So let me ask you, so you're leaning with the Raptors, uh, get, getting the points in this spot. What about Boston and uh, Brooklyn? A pretty contemptuous series uh, so far. Do you think Brooklyn could get in the winner's circle now that they're they're going back to New York? Yeah, by the way, nothing worse than that loser fan base in Boston. The, the absolute worst. Uh, it just drives me crazy. Like, uh, get over it, bro. He's, so he's not there anymore. It's been years. Like, really? Yeah, dreadful people. Stops. Listen, here's the thing, though, about the Boston Celtics. They're dreadful people. Like yeah, they're they're brutal. Here's the thing about the Celtics, though. Barely won game one. Uh, I, I thought they, you know, the Nets did everything well, or even in the first half didn't do anything well. And then third, they got it going, but still barely won that game. Kevin Durant's looked terrible. I feel like if, if they just turn it up a little bit, which I'm sure they will, they always do. You're back at home here. I would be really surprised if we don't see the best Brooklyn Nets team over the next two games. I think this series has gone seven. I think these are two of the best teams in the league. Uh, you know, Boston, I got to give them credit, though. They've been out without Robert Williams. Horford's played well. They've been able to kind of uh, bother Durant, which I didn't think it was possible. Um, they need to get more out of the bench. We haven't seen a good Brooklyn team, though, in the first two games. Uh, now they're back at home. I think we see a good one. They were they were dreadful in the fourth quarter. How many teams have blown fourth quarter leads in this Amazing, playoff? Amazing, huh? I, mean, I, I, I was going to ask you about that. Exactly. It, was, yeah. I mean, just, it never it, ends. It, like said, it never ends with these teams. And, you, something I agree with you when you said this, too. Listen, I picked Boston to win the series because I thought they would just win a bunch of close games in a seven-game series type deal. And it was like minus 130, the series price, when it got posted. So I jumped on it. But it is true, big man. If you look, Brooklyn should have won game one. They have massive defensive breakdowns. Kyrie goes off for 39. They only get 23 from KD. They lose on some miraculous figure skating, twirling, spin back a play from, from Tatum. So, you know, it's like bizarro world stuff there. And then, and then as you stated, they had, you know, they, they were playing well. They had Boston. They're, they're rolling them. They, they couldn't, they couldn't hold it together. And, and what happened? KD didn't hit a shot in the second half. Like he goes 0 for 10 in the second half. That's very, un, that's, two, that's two games that Kevin Durant is not himself. And you know what's eating him alive. He's a great player. I expect them to bounce back. The odds makers agree. We've got to lay some points to do it. But I expect the Nets to bounce back as well here. I mean, conceivably, they could be up 2 nothing. the Nets, and they're not. And now you just expect for them to play their game. They, they should tie this series back up. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I would – I mean, I'd still take the Nets to win the series. I mean, it, it's – I mean, you're going to get a great price on that. Uh, I, I would have some interest in that. Plus 340, I have some interest in that. What did you think of um, – so now – you know, Minnesota had their chance. Looked like Memphis, you know, sort of on the ropes there. I also took this series. I took Memphis uh, to win the series. I laid the series handicap minus one and a half. So as long as it doesn't go seven games, I win. And, you know, Minnesota, Minnesota let them, let them off the hook, man. Right? And as you stated, big man, it's tough, though, right? These players, you see it. Like Prince Achua uh, the other night um, on the Ron Raptors. Couple of free throws. And he said after he admitted, he goes, I've never been in a situation like that before. It's not the same as you when you're playing UTEP in college or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no. yeah. He was on the Memphis Tigers. But, yeah, it's like it's not the same as hitting a free throw against SMU. He's a hell of a player, though. That's a good get back from that Lowry trade. He's a yeah. good player. I will say, though, I'm, I'm really looking forward to kind of the deeper ends of these playoffs. I'd love to see oh, yeah, Phoenix, yeah, yeah. Old State. I'd love yeah, but to who see the hell is going to be left standing at this rate, big man? Everybody gets hurt every night. That's like the thing. It's like, oh, oh he's hurt. He's out for weeks now. And I it has an NCAA tournament feel uh, to it, this stuff. But um, I, I'm with you. It's It's a fun run. And it's going to be some fun basketball uh, throughout the playoffs. So before we get you out of here, big man, NFL draft mm -hmm. uh, coming up. Uh, we're less than a week away from the uh, the draft. I'm going to be in Vegas in a couple of days for this broadcasting live from the MGM Grand. We're nice. looking forward to it. What's the word in Philadelphia right now? What are you guys looking for? What's the NFL draft buzz uh, in Philly? 
Well, I think that people were pretty upset with the fact that they've not made any moves. I mean, they made a couple of moves for linebackers, which you needed to do, Hassan Reddick, Kaiser White. But, you know, they haven't went out and made a move for a receiver. They need another receiver. There's been talk, maybe Debo Samuel, they packaged some picks. They have two first-round picks still, even after trading one. They've got a couple next year. So, I, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't make a move to bring Debo Samuel in here. They need another receiver. They need a veteran receiver. You can't sit here and belittle Jalen Hurts if you're not going to give him weapons. They did the same thing with Donovan McNabb, same thing with Carson Wentz. And then when the quarterbacks don't perform, uh, it's their fault. Give the guys some weapons, for God's sakes. You have Devontae Smith. You have Dallas Goddard. They need another weapon. But um, they've got a couple of first-round picks. Um, I don't think anyone trusts Howie Roseman because he's not had any sort of anything to show for it over the years with some of his really poor drafts. Maybe they trade up as well. Uh, they, they've talked about, they, you know, they like Gardner, the cornerback at a uh, Cincy. I would love to see uh, Matthew here as a safety maybe or Debo. I, they got to do something. They've got some picks to play with. FanDuel has props up for each team, uh, guys. So whatever whatever your team is, we'll go over this throughout the week. Uh, but so the Philadelphia Eagles, what's the position of the player uh, that they will take? Defensive lineman is plus 250. Wide receiver is uh, three to one. Cornerback plus 340. Offensive lineman, six to one. Safety plus 650. Linebacker plus 750. So it was great getting you on. Uh, big man's been too long. We'll definitely do it again. And... Um, Hey, around the corner, man, we have the World Cup coming up here. We got to get you on here. We'll definitely talk some soccer, man, as the World Cup comes up. It's, it's going to rapidly approach forward. It'll be no Italy. before we know it. No Italy. Crazy. Yeah, I know. Who would have thought? Was Canada made it and uh, and the USA make it, but uh, yeah. Italy does not. <laughs> and I will say one thing before I let you go. This Utah Jazz team, what, what a bunch of clowns this team is. I mean, seriously. And they're getting cooked by bench players. Pretty pathetic. Uh, Quinn Snyder has just will not go to Rudy Gobert in this tournament, in this series. Just pathetic. What what a, what a weak team that is. And the thing is, is talking about him to the Lakers and yes. thinking, well, you guys lose this. I don't know if the Lakers are going to want him, but the question is, I don't know who wants the Laker job. Um, I'll take it. Much. Yeah. <laughs> are you buddies with uh, Clutch? You got to be. Are you buddies with LeBron? I'll tell you, you what. I wouldn't LeBron? mind being. Wouldn't mind being buddies with Jeannie Boss. I'm, I'm in her. I'm in on her if she's interested. Or Adele. <laughs> I mean, how how hot is Jeannie Boss at, at six years old? She's a billionaire, I think. Just great. I'm interested. <laughs> big man, putting a, we have a lot of listeners in LA. She could be tuning in, big man. You just took your shot. Shout big out to man. Jeannie, shooting my shot. <laughs> big man on campus. Great stuff, uh, big man. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Follow big man on Twitter. He's always uh, stirring the pot and causing trouble online. Big man and uh, talking a lot of stuff, not just uh, sports. Always a pleasure, big man. Thanks a lot for taking All the time right, to us. Enjoy the game. Talk to you soon, brother. The Late Night Anger Management Class, the Friday Night Free Show. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Three-minute warning. Quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. All right. Uh, thanks to Matthias. Good job uh, tonight, Matthias. I know you're pulling double duty, uh, working with Carver and uh, Lisi. And uh, we'll see Carver and Lisi in Sin City in a couple of days. Matthias, what do you got for us on the way out here? Uh, UFC tomorrow. What are you betting on? Gabe, I'm betting on Clay Gita. I think he gets the job done. I think they've been throwing him some nice fights. You know, his pressure always seems to get to their opponents. And this is a, this is another fight where, you know, he's going up against a grappler. And I wouldn't want to grapple against Clay Gita. You know, he's the man. He's the man of the hour when it comes to grappling. He will take you down. And I, I, I'm going with Andrade to finish Lemos. Any single time I see Andrade get to fight a girl who's not at her caliber of, of strength, that fight usually ends pretty quickly. And Andrade gets the win. If it's a body blow, if it's a shot to the head, you know, I, I think of the fight where Andrade beat Caitlin Chukagin. Chukagin's a great fighter, but at the same time, the second that Andrade lands that shot to her body or to her frame, she crumbles. And I expect this to happen again tomorrow. Andrade by TKO. All right. First game up uh, tomorrow, Toronto Raptors and the Philadelphia 76ers. Take the Toronto Raptors plus the uh, half point in the first quarter. Take the Toronto Raptors um, in the first half as well. Let's get you to the uh, the updated number for the first half uh, here. This is the way to go here uh, with these things. Uh, we've been talking about this. So the first half, the Raptors are plus one. So you get the Raptors at plus one, and for the half, you get the Raptors plus a half a point. I think they will come out strong. Similar situation with Brooklyn tomorrow. Sort of like it's like betting a horse you think is going to win, man. You bet the, the the quarter, you bet the half, and then you bet you bet the, the, the game itself, right? The win place in the show. And if you, you hit two or two three of them, then it's not bad. And I think that's the way to go here. The Dallas-Utah game is just so strange. I want to know about Luka, which we don't. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.